Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. Our first guest on today's show, and I'm excited because I'm a big fan. He is uh, the punter for your Green Bay Packers. He's J.K. Scott, fifth round pick uh, for the Packers out of Alabama. J.K., how are you doing today? Good, Mike. How's it going? Man, it's going really well. I appreciate your time uh, today. Hey, let's start a little bit um, back, if we can. Let's start where you went to high school and, and how you got to Alabama. Okay. Yes, sir. So, um, well, I, I grew up playing soccer and stuff. I didn't even really play football till high school. I, I kicked a little bit with my dad growing up. He would have me go out there and, you know, try kicking some fiddles and stuff, but um, didn't kick really till high school. And um, started to get recruited for football, and uh, one thing led to another. I ended up at Alabama, um, and it was just—it was just—it was—it was really where I was supposed to be. And, and what's amazing is, I really didn't have a real foundation with Jesus at the time, you know, when I was getting recruited. But I could see how God even had His hand in my life, and how He was still pursuing me even when I wasn't even looking at Him. So that was cool. Yeah, it's it's amazing how he how he can do that sometimes. Yes, sir. Hey, so um, you know, going to Alabama, look, you obviously must have had quite a, a high school career, and you had uh, spoke of your dad. You know, here in the state of Wisconsin, I don't know if people realize this, but his dad, Kim Scott, was uh, he was the first Wisconsin prep to ever pole vault over uh, sixteen f- feet. He went to Madison West. High school is a two-time All-American at the University of Wisconsin. So there are some ties. You've got some family in the state of Wisconsin, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, my um, so my dad. He like you said, he grew up in Madison and everything. And my grandmother, she still lives in Madison. And I've got actually, it's interesting. I have some family in Milwaukee. Um, just some of my dad's cousins and whatnot. But yeah, he uh, he's from up here, and we we have a a place up north. In, north of Hayward, and we've we've been up there every single summer. So like, I'm I'm pretty familiar to the area. So boy, that's uh, that's perfect. What a great place for for you to end up. And I'm really excited, J.K., to tell you that um, you know Wisconsin will embrace you, and and you'll be a great a great ambassador um, for the Packers and for the state of Wisconsin with with the kind of roots that that you have. Hey, you had talked about you know getting to Alabama and, and reading some some of the the articles that I read about you. 
you know, I knew about you, J.K., as, as the punter from Alabama. I'm a big college football fan. So I got a chance to watch you perform and play in some pretty big games. And then you kind of, you know, on, on at least the, 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 the circles that I've run in, um, when you were at the White House and got a chance to, to pray with President Trump and a lot of your players, um, that really puts you kind of on my radar screen a little bit. Can we talk a little bit about, you know, going to the White House, what that experience was like? And was that something that you had thought about um, asking President Trump to pray with uh, prior to getting there? Well, honestly, like, so going to the White House, uh, it was just cool. Like, it's always cool to get the opportunity because we had that twice, just winning the national championship. And so um, going to the White House, I, I remember, like, I was – praying a little bit about the Lord and just um, I wanted I wanted the Lord to be glorified and if he wanted me to do anything uh, just to give me the opportunity and the amazing thing about God is that when as far as having an opportunity we don't ever have to be anxious because God's the one that's going to give us like the opportunity he's going to make it happen so um, but when I prayed over President Trump this is this is a thing that the Lord um reminded me of and this and I just wanted to say this about his heart and that's this that um he wants to, he wanted to remind me that no matter if I'm praying for President Trump or if if I'm going and talking to the guy on the street or or whatever it might be God when it comes to the kingdom of God he sees all men equally it says that he holds no man he holds no men in partiality and so um the heart of the Lord is, is, is not in numbers or it's not in like a big situation. Um, God, it says that he leaves the 99 to follow the one. So God just, God wanted me to have the same heart in, in terms of praying over him that I ha- that I would have when I would pray over a teammate or if I pray over a, a person that I just met on the street or whatever. So um, that's just the heart of the Lord. You know, it's it's really interesting, and we're talking to J.K. Scott. He is the uh, the punter for the Green Bay Packers. We had Tony Dungy on the show a while ago, and and he's written a lot of books about about utilizing the platform that the Lord has given you. And he said, "Look, it doesn't matter if you, if you're a, you work at a gas station or a grocery store, if you're an NFL coach, if you're an NFL player, if you're a sales guy." You know, that's the platform the Lord has given you. How are you going to utilize that platform um, to spread his word? And it was really interesting. He's so passionate about that, J.K. He said, look, the Lord gave me this great platform. I played in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I coached in the NFL. So I get asked to go out and speak a lot. So my platform is big, but it doesn't mean it's, it's bigger than what you have. Whatever you're doing, whatever walk of life you're in, you know, you need to go up and talk to people. You need to be open to be able to, to share your faith and, and, and talk a lot about, you know, your walk and, and talk about Jesus Christ. And and I think that's exactly what, what you're saying. Look, you got a chance to pray, you know, at the White House with the President of the United States, but two days later, maybe you were talking to somebody in the grocery store, and the Lord doesn't see us any different. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing is— um, God rejoices. He rejoices when when one man comes to know him. You know what I'm saying? One person, and he rejoices the same when one person comes to know him, or if a thousand lives were touched. And so, like you were saying, like it doesn't matter where your platform is. Every single person has a sphere of influence. Every person can make an impact. Every person can represent Jesus. And even beyond just doing it for people, even beyond just 
making an inf- a difference in someone else's life, God says to do all things as to him and not to men. So even even like even walking your in your daily life and just living for him. And and if if nobody sees you, it's still okay because God sees you. And Jesus Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he said this, he says he says that y'all live for the praise of man rather than the praise that comes from God. So what Jesus is saying is that there is a praise that is available to us that comes from the Father, that comes from him, an acceptance that comes from him, and a and a reward that comes from him for for doing all things unto him and not to men. And so like even in ministry and even in in you know all of that, like to do everything as to God and not to men is, is really where Jesus is. Hey, uh, we're talking to J.K. Scott again. He is the punter for uh, the Green Bay Packers. J.K., we're in the next segment, we're, I'm going to ask you for your testimony. But do, again, doing some research, it sounds like like you were searching a little bit, and then you got on the campus at Alabama, and things really started to to go for you spiritually. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So, like growing up, um, my family, we didn't really have a big foundation in Jesus, and we would go to church every once in a while, and but I never really understood the gospel. I never understood what Jesus did for me, you know, or the, or the person of Jesus Christ. I never really had a relationship with him. I, he was never really real to me. Um, but I was always kind of searching and always believed in God. But when I got to Alabama, there was this kind of rough period where I went where it was like I was very alone because for the, for the first time in my life, I was away from my family. And I was away from all my friends and everything. And I just felt like everything was so meaningless and purposeless because I would just go through the motions of going to, to football and to school, and I didn't really have anyone there that really cared about me. And on top of that, I didn't have a foundation in Jesus, so I just felt so lonely. And it brought me to this place where I kind of like was very numb and didn't really pursue God or, or really even believe in God at that point. But um, one thing led to another, and God and God revealed himself to me, and, and there's different people that I met in the church, different uh, believers <clears throat> that were really walking in him and the one thing that I noticed in them was that they had this love and they had this joy that they were really like that when they would talk about it you could tell that they were actually walking in it and um the thing the thing about my testimony that I I just want to say is is the biggest like this is the biggest part of my testimony it's that when I was when I was growing in the Lord I realized I looked inside and I found like I realized that I didn't have a crazy love for God, and I didn't have this love for people. I didn't have this joy in His presence that He talks about, because He says that in His presence is fullness of joy. And there is no way for me to love God. There's no way for me to just develop a joy. There's no way for me to love people the way that God loves people. There's no way for me to do that apart from Him. And that's what He spoke to me. That's what He taught me. And so when I was honest with Him about the state of my heart as being numb, God came and he transformed my heart and he, he put a new heart in me. And then since then, for the next, you know, four years or so until now, that's just what the Lord has been doing. He's just been growing me in love with him. And, and um, it's, it's just been amazing. So, Boy, I, t- I tell you, I, you know, I envy you. I, I do, young man. I, I do. I'm, you know, I'm a grandfather of three. I have three uh, grandsons live across the street. Big Packer fans, by the way. And the fact that you have figured this out at such an early age, it took me a lot longer, J.K. It took uh, took me a lot longer. 
And I, I just, uh, I envy you and I envy the fact that, that you have figured this out so early and the amount of, amount of people that you're going to be able to touch with your testimony and your platform and be able to at least talk to and talk about your life and, and your faith. Uh, it's incredible. We're going to get to a quick break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with uh, the new punter for your Green Bay Packers. You guys should be proud of this guy. He is J.K. Scott, fifth-round pick out of Alabama. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. We'll be back next week. Our first guest, and he's a good one, he's a young man who's figured this out early. He's the punter for the Green Bay Packers. He is J.K. Scott. Hey, J.K., can we talk a little bit about, um, again, at Alabama, were you involved in, like, fellowship of Christian athletes and things like that on campus? Yeah, we um, we had some FCA and stuff, and I was involved with FCA a little bit. Um, I actually had a lot of friends that were involved with it. Um, but there's actually a ministry, there's a different ministry that, that the Lord actually was kind of calling me to that, that I was a part of. It's called Press. It's it's a, um, it's like a, it's, it's a college ministry for a local non-denominational church there. And um, so that's where me and my wife actually, we spent most of our time there, but we, we were a little bit involved in SCA too, so. Hey, um, and you talked about Sydney. Congratulations. How long have you been married? Oh, me and Sydney, we've been married since January 13th. So it's been really good so far. And she's actually pregnant, too. Man, congratulations. So, yeah, I appreciate Th- it. That's it's awesome. November. Terry, yeah. my, my wife and I have been uh, married about 35 years. And uh, it it is not, uh, as we talked about during the break, it has not been, you know, this clear sailing. I I didn't, uh, I didn't allow that because I was an idiot and um, where it's, it's, it's going really well right now. And uh, you have so many great things to look forward to. You know, you just do with your first child coming and, and uh, congratulations. Certainly a Packer fan, I'm sure. Right. Oh, Yeah. You mean me? You know the baby. You, that baby's oh, yeah. going to be wearing green and gold like crazy. Oh yeah, we've already we've already got some like little outfits and stuff. That Perfect. Have green on, so. Oh, that's good. <laughs> hey, has Sydney ever lived in in cold weather? Oh yeah. So Sydney, like, so she loves snow. So like, you know, when Alabama it snows maybe once a year, if that. Right. And um, and she she and her family went to a couple of cold places growing up. Um snow skiing and whatnot but she hasn't really been in the really freezing cold so she's she's in for it but she she loves snow well she's excited she'll tell you that it's it's (laughs) it's great the first two or three times but when it keeps coming it's it's really tough is uh sydney um when how did you guys meet right on campus we met in class um actually my sophomore year we met in class my sophomore year but we didn't even really hang out for another year 
So, um, but yeah, we met, we met on campus and everything. She's a cheerleader. So, man, we both married cheerleaders then. And, and yeah. you'll understand this more than most. I think we probably both out kicked our coverage a little bit. Yes, sir. No doubt about that. Um, Sydney's, um, when you started hanging out, is Sydney strong in her faith as well? Yeah, that was actually, okay, that was actually the crazy part. So when me and her started to become friends, it was actually when she was like in this place of like growth with the Lord that God was like, she grew up in the Baptist church and her whole life, she kind of knew about God and, and, you know, went, you know, she, she was kind of like at this place where she, she knew God her whole life, but the Jesus and, and relationship with him and just intimacy with him was, was never really like real to her until about this time when we started hanging out, when, when God just was doing this work in her and like, the th- like just everything that she thought she knew about God, God was bringing her so much deeper. And so like me and her were actually at a very similar place in our walk with the Lord. And I actually noticed that when we started hanging out, she was the person that was the most similar to me, actually like on the most same, on the same page, the most with me out of anybody I'd ever met in my life, which is really the Lord. And so just from there, we started to become really good friends and we didn't even really consider dating for, another few months but once we started dating just one thing led to another and we got married six months later oh that's awesome you know i the lord puts us together and 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 i agree that you know especially the fact that where you guys both were in your walk it's it's so nice to be able to to have somebody there to talk about this with and you know my wife and I'll have conversations and for for me and and you may want it to now that you're going to be a father reread the book of Ephesians because it talks oh, yeah. about you know being a strong father and a strong leader and it talks about you know trying to put the full body of armor on uh every day and there are times JK that I fail before I get out of bed in the morning and and it's 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 difficult, and you know you just pick yourself up and and uh, and, and and apologize to the Lord and say, hey, I'm I'm gonna try harder today. But but with everything coming down the pike for you as a man and as a father and as a husband, that's a great book to to go into. Um, okay. Hey, a couple of things before we we let you go, and we only have a few more minutes before we need to do that. How comfortable are you um, with with what's about to come? in your life, especially in a place like Green Bay, you're going to be asked to come out and speak a little bit. You'll be asked to do some interviews like this one. Are you pretty comfortable with, with, uh, with talking about your faith out in public? Yeah, I would say so. And and that's the thing, like we're called to, because Jesus, Jesus says to go and preach the gospel to every creature. So we're called, I mean, God uses the church in Ephesians, the book, the book you just mentioned, it says that God chooses to use the church to make known his manifold wisdom to the principalities and powers. Like we are used by him. Like he wants to use us. He so desperately wants to use us because the amazing thing about him using us is he lives inside of us. And so when we go, he gets to go through us. God wants to go and he wants to touch people through us every single day, wherever we go, because that's his heart. His heart is to go and to pursue his children. And so like, yeah, like the Lord has brought me to a place where I'm, I'm actually like pretty comfortable just sharing about him and sharing my heart. I actually love to share my heart. 
And it's amazing because some people are like not comfortable with that. And some people get scared of that, but it's okay because it's not on you just to share alone. God doesn't want to just send you on his behalf. He wants to use you. He wants to go through you. He wants to give you the words himself. And God's not going to ask you to do anything that's outside of peace, that's outside of him, because it says that the Holy Spirit is comforter, that he is your peace. And so like every time you go and you share, God wants to bring us to a place where doing that is is without fear and doing that is comfortable. So, um, yeah. Man, hey, we had uh, a former Green Bay Packer, and, and you won't remember his name, but he was really good, Don Beebe was a receiver for the Buffalo Bills and the Packers, and we had him on the show a while ago. And I asked him that, are you comfortable? And he said, let me tell you what happened. I was with the Buffalo Bills. I was rooming with Frank Reich, who is now the head football coach for the Indianapolis Colts. And Frank Reich, one evening, said, hey, grab your coat. Well, we've got to go to a, a church. I've been asked to speak. Uh, and they wanted me to bring you with with me. And Don Beebe said, absolutely not. Uh-uh. He's, I, I, I'm not comfortable. I don't speak. I, I, I won't get up in front of people and talk. I'm not comfortable with that. And Frank Reich said, oh, I'm sorry. You think this is about you? This is about Jesus Christ. And you're going to get your coat and you're going to come with me because stop being selfish. This isn't about you. They don't want to know about you. They want to know about your walk. And Tom Peavy said, I have never turned it down since. He said, the first couple, I was very uncomfortable. But once Frank explained to me that it wasn't about me, it was about moving the Lord's word forward and 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 reaching some people that might need it, he said, I grabbed my coat and uh, and off we, off we went. Hey, JK, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it a lot. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of you, and I know that the people up in Green Bay, people that listen to this show, are, are certainly going to be rooting for you like crazy, and, and you guys kick it off here in a couple of weeks. Um, hey, last question. You've played in some, some awfully big games in Alabama. How do you feel before games? You, you're pretty calm and, and collected. You get a little nervous. I'm I'm pretty calm, I would say. Um, you just like the the key is like to really focus on trying to treat every game like it's just a normal practice. Because the thing about being a specialist is you can't get overly hyped or overly emotional, or you can't get like fearful. So like you've got to remain you got to remain the same, and that's like that's the way I try to treat every single game is like to go in there and I'm you know like it's practice, but um. It's also nice to know that, like, football isn't what makes me happy. Even though I'm going to do everything in my everything I can to be the best that I can be, and to do football for the Lord, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But football is not my identity, and it's not my purpose. But so, knowing that that's not where my satisfaction comes from, going into every game is fine because I'm held by my Lord. So. Good. Amen. Amen to him. Hey, thank you so much. He is J.K. Scott, Green Bay Packer punter and, and our first guest here on Faith in the Zone. J.K., thank you so much for your time. Please say hi to Sydney for me. Enjoy your, your time in Green Bay, and we'll be rooting for you uh, every Sunday. Hey, thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate you, it. You bet. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone. An inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner 
on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Once again, I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. Our second guest, and, and I'm excited about, about this one. He, uh, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you the story about how we uh, reached out to Todd Brown. A couple weeks ago, we replayed an interview that I had with uh, the former quarterback for Nebraska, Turner Gill. And during his testimony, he, he talked about Todd Brown. And he talked about a receiver from that team that really helped him in his walk. And so I reached out to Todd and said, look, I, I, I would like to have you on as, as a guest and, and just kind of like a follow-up interview to what Turner Gill had to say about you. And he said, that'd be great. And, and we're now joined by, by Todd Brown, again, former Nebraska wide receiver, also played in the Canadian Football League for uh, five years. And I didn't know till I was doing research on this what an unbelievable athlete Todd Brown was, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Hey, Todd, thanks a lot for a couple of minutes of your time. How have you been? I've been great. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me on. I always look for an uh, opportunity to talk about uh, my favorite thing, Jesus. Well, that's that's awesome, I and I appreciate that. Todd, when we talked off the air, you know, you said, look, I, I used to run track in high school, and, and I was a walk-on at, at Nebraska. I always wanted to play for Co- Coach Osborne. What I didn't know was the accomplishments that you had a, as, as in high school. Um, you still hold the state record for triple jump. And you uh, in 2005, Nebraska High School Hall of Fame inductee. And you passed up on college uh, track scholarships to play football as a walk-on at Nebraska. And, I, boy, for somebody growing up, that was, that's, was your dream, right, to play at Nebraska? Yeah, you know, I, I grew up in an era where um, there's a there was a culture in our state um, that you know it was it was a it was an honor and a and a blessing to to go play for uh, Coach Osborne number one and and uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. So you know that was a that was a you know really a a goal of mine for for many many years. You know what I what I liked one of the articles that I read. Um, you said, look, I, you know, my favorite sport was football. It's just a boy's sport. It's high energy and it's a little bit scary. And then you talked about, I utilized track to get people to notice to, to what an athlete I was so that I could play football. And you were a 150 pound walk on, and you certainly became, <laughs> a, you know, a, a huge part of the, the Husker offense and looking at your numbers back in an area that Nebraska Coach Osborne was not he was not wide open. He didn't run the West Coast offense by any means, but you had uh, 12 touchdowns, you had uh, 68 I think receptions and you were in the top 10 for a while in receiving, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was. It was it, you know, it was a different um era, a different um, you know, different game at that point and yeah, so it was it was kind of crazy, you know. I used track really to to get me an opportunity to get on the football field, and uh, I, I remember when uh, Coach Osborne came to my house and and uh, in the, in the fall of my senior year and, and said, you know, we just don't we don't really know how fast you are, 
because um, you you know we you know they weren't going to having combines and all that kind of thing. So um, I told him at that point I said uh, you know what I'm going to run I'm going to run 100 meters this year in track. I was a long jump triple jump guy and and I ended up uh, running 100 meters and and uh, ended up state champion. Oh man, as well. Man, that's awesome. Hey, you were also the founder of Brown Church Development Group, uh, and the quote is providing church leaders uh, ministry solutions. And I just want to read um, a little bit because on this show, we talk a lot about the local church time. We talk about how important the local church is. And it says here in one of, uh, again, the articles that I read, Todd is driven by his love for the local church and his passion to see local church realize its potential for ministry while avoiding the pitfalls that often create roadblocks for, uh, to success. And I really wish that Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church could have been with us today because it, that's, that sentence alone, Todd, is right up his alley. Can you talk a little bit about what Brown Church Development Group, what you guys do? Well, you know, I started out uh, in construction. My father had a construction company, and and um, you know, I I gave my life to Christ uh, when I was a junior in high school, and I'm very involved in uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So as a as a student athlete, um, I proclaimed uh, the name of Jesus and and shared my testimony all over the state. That kind of set me up um, to to automatically be known by pastors and church leaders. As as a as a believer, so when when I came back to my dad's uh, company, we we got a lot of leads to help churches. And one thing I I found uh, is that they needed a whole lot more than a building. Uh, and the building uh, tend to, tended to be a, a a difficult process, and there was a lot of casualties that that came out of a building program. And uh, I just became a student of this and said, you know, there's got to be a better way. There's got to, they need help raising money. They need help just with ministry things, just understanding uh, some of the components and the trends and the things that are happening out there in ministry. And um, without changing the message, the church uh, changes a little bit. The message is the same. The gospel saves and Jesus saves. But um, how uh, we do church is drastically different uh, from when I first got in uh, doing church development to, to what we're doing now. But um, yeah, that was just a just a process of learning and, and seeing what was out there for uh, you know obstacles for churches and and helping them. So now we provide guidance, which in consultant uh, consulting or facilitating uh, strategic planning. Uh, we provide uh, architecture. Uh, design and uh, also construction, so it's kind of all of that wrapped up in in the one organization. Boy, that good for you. I I, I really uh, I appreciate the work that you're doing, and I'm sure the people in in uh, the areas where you're you're working. Are you in Nebraska? Well, we work the whole United States. You do. Yeah, we're we're a na- national company. Yes. Boy, good for you. Hey, you had talked about uh, accepting Jesus Christ your junior year in high school. Can we talk a little bit about about your testimony? I think on Faith in the Zone, it's it's probably the best thing that we do. We talk a little sports, talk a little smack. Like, you know, I, I normally would say something like, uh, hey, if you were here, you know, I'd, 
I would uh, beat you in the 100 meter, which I, I would not, just so you know. Um, but if we could talk a little bit about your junior year in high school and how you came to the Lord. Yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, I was one of those guys that, again, growing up in rural Nebraska, um, it was a it was a goal of mine to play football for Nebraska, and I had in my mind uh, decided that if I played football for Nebraska, that I would be happy for the rest of my life. I mean, I I actually I can remember thinking that that the goal in life is to play football for Nebraska, and and what was uh, kind of amazing is um, as I as I grew up there were things that happened, milestones athletically in my life that I would accomplish and I would achieve that would seemingly um, get me closer to that goal. I can remember, I can remember the, the day when I was 14 years old, I triple jumped farther than Johnny Rogers. Oh, and Johnny man. Rogers is a Nebraska kid, uh, Omaha. Uh, he went to school in Omaha. He was in AAU. He was a triple jumper, and I jumped further than him. And I thought, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, at 14, I'm the caliber athlete that Johnny Rogers was. Um, and so things started happening. But what happened to me was as I accomplished more and more athletically, I became emptier and emptier. And I, it was just really confusing to me because, I, I mean, I, I was accomplishing my goal. But I was just being emptied. And, um, you know, my, my uh, junior year in, in high school, uh, I come in contact with an organization in my high school called Fellowship Christian Athletes. And uh, these guys uh, shared the gospel with me. And uh, I realized that what was, what was wrong in my life is, is I had a broken relationship with the God of the universe. And uh, they introduced me to Jesus, who drastically changed the course of my life. Just amazing. Oh. Hey, Todd, when, when you were a junior in, in high school and this started to happen, and, and you know, a lot of guys that we have on the show said, look, my, you know, what, what I worshipped was the sport that I was playing. And what I worshipped mm-hmm. was, you know, I— my my church was the baseball field or the basketball court or, you know, on Sunday morning my family would go to church and I'd go get 200 shots up at the Y. You know, it, it it's amazing the transformation on somebody when, when, when it sinks in and it happens and, 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 you, and you just fall to your knees and fully accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. What was the transformation with you, um, you know, not only spiritually but, but certainly outwardly at that point? Well, uh, you know, my, my story is similar to what you described. Athletics were the God of my life. And, and uh, I, I thought being a Christian was being a member of a church. You know, I had, I had a buddy explain to me, he says, you know, sitting in a church doesn't make you a, a Christian any more than sitting in the garage makes you a car. Right. Um, That's and, a great line. So, 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 you know, when it, when it became a reconciliation of a relationship with a God who demands perfection, there was a change. And as, as my relationship with Christ, as I accepted him and what he did on the cross um, and learned to walk uh, in the manner of uh, 
you know, what God has called us to do. The, the process of change, I became uh, infused with this, this desire to serve God. And, and I, I, I took that athletic platform, and that became very natural with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes to, to say, you know, don't look at me and what I've accomplished. Look at Jesus and what he's accomplished. I do this because I'm thankful because of what God has given to me. And, it, you know, it, the, those of us who God has blessed physically, we, we understand that, that you know, we, we can look at other people and say, I didn't do anything special. God just blessed me with this athletic ability. Therefore, I need to just use this for God's glory. And so my focus became um, do well in athletics so I can proclaim the name of Jesus. And uh, that that uh, that my whole track career uh, in high school gave me a tremendous uh, platform, as I would you know I was jumping further than than anyone in this area had had jumped before and breaking records and all those kind of things that really don't matter except they matter because somebody would ask me what I think and I I, I had a platform to tell them about the God of the universe. And so athletics became that, that voice piece, that, that it, it became uh, being invited to proclaim. And uh, both to, to my friends, uh, my competitors, um, uh, fellow athletes, and, and to the people um, in this state. And as we went, you know, Nebraska, when I, when I played, actually, Nebraska actually went to Orange Bowls. You know, both kind, sure. kind of hard to believe, but they, they, they did. And I, I would... While some guys would do things that maybe weren't quite as desirable, I would line up churches and go speak in them. I would speak, <laughs> you know, fifteen, twenty uh, churches, um, you know, on 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 Orange Bowl trips. Wow. Um, so it, you know, it became it became a heart passion, which turned into you know a profession. I I, I mean I I can't I don't want to separate m- my life from a life of Christ. So everything I do, I want whether I'm playing football, which I don't anymore, um, but I'm in I'm in construction, architecture, and consulting, and that's about Jesus. Amen. He is Todd Brown, former Nebraska uh, wide receiver, played in the Canadian Football League for a number of years. He's now the founder of of uh, Brown Church Development Group. Group. You can go to churchdevelopment.net. Churchdevelopment.net is their website. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation uh, with Todd. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Our special guest, he's the second of two. J.K. Scott from the Packers was was great. And Todd Brown, my goodness, a former Nebraska wide receiver, and he's the founder of Brown Church Development Group. As we're talking, their website for his company, it's a really good website. 
And I would recommend, especially for a lot of the pastors and a lot of guys that that work in churches that listen to this show all over the country, uh, churchdevelopment.net. And uh, there's a way to get a hold of Todd, and and uh, it's just a really good website and describes really well what uh, Brown Church Development does and what they provide. And I would recommend that you take a look at at what they're doing. Hey, Todd, you had talked about the platform uh, that the Lord gave you, and as a as a you know a, a top athlete in the state of Nebraska, and to be able to talk to other players, you know Turner Gill, like I talked about in the in the previous segment was very complimentary to you and said, look, this is the guy. This is the guy that that really helped me inside the locker room and outside the locker room to continue to walk worthy. Did did you ever feel, um, Todd, that that you needed to be quiet about who you were and what your beliefs were when you were inside that locker room? <laughs> uh, no. That you know, I was I was just very fortunate um that that God gave me um, a, a very uh, bold proclamation of him. I, I, I fear no man. And I mean, when you weigh, um, I, when I, when I actually played, started my first game, I weighed 160 and, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a whole lot bigger. I, I finished at about 180, but my first year starting in Nebraska, I was 160 and you had to have a fear no man attitude at that, at that <laughs> you bet. Kind of weight. And, and so I really, I, I didn't really, um, I wanted to be respectful to people, but I didn't, I didn't fear them. I, I didn't fear what they thought. Um, I just tried to love them. And I think, I think more than anything, I really understood that, that, um, that there's a, there's a component to, to faith that God has to open someone's eyes. Um, you can't talk people into it. You can't convince them into it. All that kind of stuff. It's just it's an act of God, and you know. So we don't need to be judgmental. I mean, that that just just be be yourself, and that's that's really how I tried to live my life. Just hey, be who I am. Hey, in the Brown family, would you consider yourself a first generation Christian? Yeah. Well, um, I you know, in my 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 parents uh, come to faith after after I did. Um, and my sisters, and you know, I, I share the gospel. But there was a long line of of, of, of uh, grandparents who who. Uh, um, so it kind of it, it had died off with with my parents, and then um, I you know I shared, and now my my parents are walking with the Lord and love love Jesus, and um, so yes, yeah, it's just amazing how God works. God just takes imperfect people and does His perfect will. Just uh, pretty amazing. I, do, do, doing this show, and we've been doing it about three and a half years, and it's it's amazing when Pastor Ken and I are together. If we're, if we're talking to a first generation Christian, it's almost like like they're almost angry, you know, Todd. They're like, "How come I didn't know this? You know, how come there wasn't anybody leading me this way? And and why did I have to go through some stuff to get there?" And and uh, Marcus Handel, who's the bullpen catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, was our favorite, and we talk about him a lot. He, he does great work here in this community, and and uh, he talked about being a first-generation Christian, and and he said, look, I, I, I was mad. I was mad that, that, you know, I found this out on my own, and why didn't anybody give me direction? And he said, and now I talk to everybody. Anybody that wants to talk to me about my faith, man, come on. I, I will have that conversation with you, and I'll give you my testimony, and I'll tell you what Jesus Christ means to me. 
And I just love that. You know, and, and kind of like you, no fear, Todd. Absolutely no fear in Marcus Hanno. Yeah, well, my, my parents took me to church. And, but, you know, there's difference, as I said, there's a difference between being in a church and calling yourself a Christian. Yes. I mean, it's, it, it's, there's a relationship component um, with Christ. And, you know, short of sharing the gospel, uh, you know, probably don't have time for that. But um, I think that I think, you know, if there's a if there's a missing piece there are people. I was one of those who grew up in a church without Christ. And, me, me, too. Um, yep. And, and, and so so, um, you know, it you know, I, I've been in the garage a lot and I'm I'm not a car and I've been in the church a lot and wasn't a Christian. And, and it was about a relationship. So well, we, Abe, when I made that, uh, oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, when I um, when I uh, gave my life to Christ, it, 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 it there was there was a difference. And now it's not anybody telling me to do something. Um, I'm compelled to serve Christ. You mean, we, that, that's that's what I, changed it. I I uh, grew up and went to Catholic schools uh, all through grade school and high school, and and and. Back then, Todd, they would hand you the Bible and say, hey, carry it when we tell you to carry it, and don't worry about reading it. We'll tell you what's in it. And so when when I started going to a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching Baptist church in the east side of Milwaukee, I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's in there? What? Where, where is that? And it was like a, a history lesson, and we had a guest on that said this, and I, I use it now as my own, but it was his quote. He said, look, I, I knew Jesus Christ. I knew all the stories, and I knew him exactly the way I knew Abraham Lincoln. That was mm-hmm. that's how I knew him. I knew him through the yeah. stories, and until I had that relationship, hey, we've just got a couple of minutes left. Um, you got to be really proud of of Mike and Ashley, correct? Your twins. Yeah. The, yeah. The, you want to talk yeah. about great athletes? Holy cow! Yeah, they they uh, they did well. I mean, you know, I, I mean, as well as you can expect or kids that end up going to KU. Yeah, um, there you go. I mean, you know, I feel like a total I feel like a total loser. <laughs> um, you know, letting my kids not go to Nebraska and um but no, in all seriousness, yeah. they, they're wonderful kids and and uh, yeah, they they had a great great careers and football on track. Yeah, Ashley was a Big Ten, Big 12, I'm sorry, Big Ten, I'm saying, Big 12 champion hurdler. Um, Michael was a big-time track and field and walk-on on the football uh, field, uh, walk-on the football team, excuse me. Uh, but, man, when Nebraska, if Nebraska and Kansas would play, who, yeah, that would be a tough household. It it happened, and I, and, and I, and I sat there, and I, <laughs> I endured – um, you know, of course, I was cheering for my son. Um, they they put a whooping on uh, Nebraska down in in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, I don't know, seventy six to nothing or something. Oh my! Callahan was coaching. It was it it was it was brutal. But I mean, you know, the bloods. You know, they're still my kids, and yes. I'm still cheering for them. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was that was kind of embarrassing. Well, you know what though? Yeah, look, they can talk smack, but you could say, look, for that one game, the team I was rooting for, they won. So, hey, yeah, Todd, yeah. thank I I really appreciate your time again. Uh, Brown Church Development Group, former uh, Nebraska wide receiver, played receiver in the uh, in, in Montreal and a couple of number number of places in the Canadian Football League. 
uh, you can go to his their website, churchdevelopment.net, and understand that they work throughout the country. If uh, if you need to get a hold of Todd, that website, or you can call me here at the station, and I can get you in contact with him. Uh, Todd, thank you so much. Thanks for for all you do. And when when you got guys like Turner Gill giving you a lot of the credit on on, on helping him, uh, that's really good stuff. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, blessings. Thank you so much for the work you're doing and, and uh, you know, that you're using your platform to glorify God. Hey, thank you, Todd. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.